Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And at the rate this episode is going, Caleb is going to put me in Valhalla very soon. And I'm Vengeance. Oh, did you watch that? Yeah, I watched The Batman today. I see. I see. I didn't. Uh, we're, we're waiting for uh, the disgusting crowds of opening weekend to go away. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I just made a loud noise. It's fine. The The theater that I went to, like the seats are spaced out enough that uh, I didn't have to sit next to uh, another bucket of human slop uh, for four hours because it's a long fucking movie. Yeah, it's three hours. 30, 30 minutes of previews. What the? F- <sighs> this is why, like. I, I like I like the the idea of the Alamo Draft House where it's like, hey, if you show up late to your movie, you're not getting in. But mm-hmm. also, uh, I don't want to watch a million years of trailers before every movie. Sometimes I just want to like go show up and be there for the movie. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of the trailers, pretty good. Really excited for uh, this new Hedgehog, and. Uh, you know, the the red guy with the pointy hand bones. Uh, what do you call those things? Um, and then there's uh, Jordan Peele's Nope, mm-hmm. which uh, I, that's a great title for that movie. Mm-hmm. Trailer was real good. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good trailers out there. Uh, I've already seen them all, so I don't need to see them anymore. I don't know. I'm actually uh, interested in going to movies this year, which is shocking because movie theaters are uh, like living inside of a Petri dish. And it's like a toxic waste dump. I liked the Batman. The Batman was good. It was a good Batman. All right. I was, you know, I was excited. And then, uh, you know, he uh, he punches people very many times. Yeah, Uh, I'm excited to see it. It's just this weekend was a very bad time for me to try to go to the movies. Yeah. So I um, I like it. It's uh, it's like a gritty noir detective story uh, that just happens to have a bat person in it. Uh, So like there's there's definitely like plenty of fights and stuff. But like, I don't know, he doesn't do like flips and like ninja stunts and stuff. He'll just single out one motherfucker and punch them repeatedly until they're uh, presumably have brain damage. No, no, no. Batman doesn't uh, injure people. He he just uh, he knocks them out and it doesn't cause any brain damage and they get taken to Arkham. It's fine. No, he definitely he definitely fucks people up. Like he shoots the grapnel through people's leg meat multiple times. Ha- uh, hashtag not my Batman. I don't know. This might this might be this might be my Batman. This was a good of of the Batmans. This is a good Batman. It's just funny that Sparkly Vampire Boy has become a Batman. Yeah. 
He was a bat boy. But now he's grown. I am not the bat boy that you once knew. <laughs> See me now as a man. A man who has the means to protect this city. Um, I've yeah. been working double shifts at trust fund job. That's that's true. Also, uh, considering the amount of money he made on Twilight, good God. Uh, he definitely does have that kind of cash. Yeah. <sighs> What would it be like if uh, if Edward Cullen did grow up and become Bruce Wayne Batman? Like the the bad vampires came and killed uh, his vampire parents, I guess. And he was he decided to channel his rage into protecting uh, other vampire orphans. I think it would go a little something like this. Uh, I don't have a follow up for that. That's just. uh Right. This is nothing. This is a this is a non-joke. Save me. Get me out of this. Uh, I mean, we could talk Play about me my off, weekend. Dan. We we could talk about my weekend and what transpired before it to make it fucking miserable. But I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't I don't want to hear about it. I'll be sad too. I know. I can't stop thinking about it. I'll I'll just, I'll just have you know that that I can't stop thinking about this one image in my head uh, that oh. I don't want Ashley to know about. Because then she'll get the same fucking image and then she'll be horrified. So I'm going to shut up about it. I don't know. It's uh, I've been I've been through that situation many times and it's always difficult and it's always haunting. Yep. Uh, I will say the worst part about it was, uh, you know. As soon as it was done, having to shell out two hundred dollars for re- services rendered, like I, I understand yeah. it's a business, but also like you know maybe like, charge I'm, me beforehand so it doesn't I'm, feel I'm like gr- I'm grieving right now, and this has become very clinical. Yeah, uh, but I will say they uh, they sent over a card uh, that was actually like that had like a handwritten note, and maybe it's like from a template that they write yeah. every time. But even still, like seeing a handwritten note signed by the person. Uh, was was actually like kind of heartwarming. We received that uh, le- yesterday. <sighs> yeah, I had to give somebody fifty dollars to have my rabbit cremated, uh, but they were actually very nice about it. So, yeah, like I said, if they if they had just done it before the procedure, I would have probably been much happier about that. But yeah, instead, it's like ah, this happened, and now I must give you my credit card. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So there's that. Uh, with and with that, let's just move into uh, a segment called "What's Your Swill." Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. All right. Well, I have a new Belgium fat tire. What about you? I have a gin and tonic. I'm very boring. All right. Uh, news is is a part of the show that we do. Oh, shit, it's mail time. Hey, you, you know about these Russia guys? There's a lot of news about them. And I got to say, I don't I think they I think they I don't even really like these guys. I think they're kind of stinkers. Yeah. So Netflix has said that they will not carry any Russian State news channels on the service. All Russian productions have been suspended. Netflix has shut down all services in Russia. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so everyone will know that, you know, last week we were talking about Netflix possibly having to run state propaganda on their service in Russia. They said they won't do that. Uh, almost immediately, like, like basically like the first, the first thing they did when they woke up on, on Monday was say, we're not doing that. That rendered our uh, most recent episode, uh, null and void because we were wrong. And, uh, then later in the week, they said they were going to, uh, stop all Russian productions because... I don't know, whatever. Because they don't want to put money into the Russian economy. It's another sanction. Get fucked. And then, and now uh, they've stopped services in Russia. And I've come up with the great conspiracy theory as to why every country is, is stopping services in Russia. And it's because the ruble is so worthless that their services aren't actually worth the mon- the rubles that are being put into it. So like... If you're paying like 10 rubles, let's let's pretend it's like 10 rubles for a Netflix subscription. That those 10 rubles are are probably worth like 4 cents right now. So you imagine paying 4 cents for a Netflix subscription. That's what you'd be doing in Russia right now. So that's why they're stopping this this shit is because they're not making any money in Russia anymore. Or from the other uh aspect like imagine being a company and somebody finding this one weird trick to pay four cents for your product. I, I've i been following the Russia stuff a lot. Um, and like, you know, I saw a thing today about like Putin's complaining that like, oh, the West are acting like a bunch of bullies. <laughs> and all the, like, this is uh, this is delightful because this is one of like the rare examples of capitalism working perfectly. I know, right? It's great. <laughs> we all did the thing. Everybody agreed to it. Y- you love to see it. It's great. I, l- I love the, the, the Russian 1% not being able to afford anything now because a, a billion yeah, right? rubles is now probably worth like, you know, the, the change in a homeless man's jar. Yeah, people still want to talk shit on Biden, but, uh, you know, he did he did the things. The sanctions he worked. He didn't bootlick the, the yeah. Russian president for four years. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> counterpoint to that, I saw a thing today that uh, apparently Trump is saying that we should have uh, an F-22 with uh, Chinese logos painted on it, uh, bomb shit in ukraine to frame china for it to do a false flag that's a war crime yeah that's a war crime but also like it's also just stupid because like china doesn't have f-22s they don't have anything that looks like an f-22 also an f-22 is an air-to-air fighter not a bomber so like you're wrong and stupid and also a war criminal yeah well we already knew that well yeah Uh, Yeah. And a domestic terrorist sympathizer. I know, right? I, I don't know if there's going to be anything else coming from Netflix regarding Russia. I don't know what po- they could possibly do to Russia now, considering that services are, are stopped. There's no productions. They're not airing anything. So uh, until the, the conflict ends, this is it. Yeah. I don't know. I keep seeing like Putin freaking out. Like, why is the West giving like arms and ammunition to Ukraine. And it's like, motherfucker, you've given them like 200 tanks in the last week. 
Well, it's like uh, the meme of the guy riding the bicycle and sticking the uh, the stick in his spokes and, you know, fucking <laughs> flipping over the handlebars. That's Putin. Putin's the guy riding the bike. He's like, how could the West have done this to me? Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you see the videos of like Ukrainian farmers like towing tanks back home with their tractors and shit? No, because like all their all their tanks just like ran out of gas. So now Ukraine just has them. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't followed too much. Like I, I know the president, the Ukrainian president, who I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce his name, uh, is like everyone's like, wow, Zelensky. a comedian has so much more like courage than any American president. It's actually fantastic. Like the dude is on the front lines with soldiers as yeah. they're fighting off Russian soldiers. Yeah, he's he's doing the thing. Imagine real leadership. And then he told then there apparently was on a Zoom meeting with the United States senators and he told Rick Scott to shut the fuck up. He just kept talking over him. <laughs> I don't know. There was like some children's movie or something that he was like a voice actor. for. Oh, uh, I believe <laughs> I it's Paddington. Remember. Yeah, he was the voice of Paddington and Paddington, too. <laughs> uh, now he's fucking. Oh, the other thing that I. Uh, I thought it was kind of incredible, not like to get off on too much of a crazy tangent, but there's like between 15 and 20,000 foreign mercenaries and retired special forces people that have just gone to Ukraine to help out. So like where Russia thought they were going to be just like, you know, fighting a bunch of farmers and shit. Uh, now you have like all these ex Green Berets and Delta Force guys who found a legal way to kill Russians and just went for it. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> what a concept. Uh shit. World's a mess. I love it. It's a mess. In, I think it's a mess in the good way, because, you know, the heat's off America for a bit. Everyone's like, ah, Russia's the asshole now. We can. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, our next story is a bit more lighthearted than that. It's that Vikings Valhalla has already been renewed for a second and third season. Nice, nice. So, you know, unless something goes catastrophically wrong, we are getting three seasons of the show at least. Uh, and we will have thoughts on it later. All right. <sighs> well, another robbery occurred on a Netflix set, this time for part three of Lupin. A group of roughly 20 masked individuals stormed the set with mortar fireworks and made off with approximately $300,000 in equipment. Are you fucking serious? Bro, this story is real life. Wild. This story is wild. So they had like the the big ass fucking like the the mortar tubes. Like like real ass fireworks. And we're just like, hey, this is. A gun that I'll shoot. I'll I'll light this fuse, and sometime in the next twenty seconds, I'll shoot this at you if you yeah. don't give me all of your shit. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, that's what the Variety story says. Uh, I did the you know the high school thing where I took the news report and changed like four or five words, and then you know just pasted it into the thing, so that way I wasn't caught for plagiarizing. Wow, it works every time. I didn't. I didn't know the. Uh... The Russian military was hurting for cash that much that they decided to rob the set of <laughs> it, was, it was just like this with, random with Russian militia shows weaponry. up to sell shit. <laughs> <laughs> we will sell this for many rubles. They get back to Russia. Oh no, the ruble is worthless. 
I mean, I, I did ask the question in one of our our discords, like, "Hey, anybody know where I can invest in some rubles? Because I would love to invest in some rubles right now." Yeah, anticipating a, a rebound. There, there will be an eventual rebound because at this point, I don't know how much lower the value of a ruble can go. Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, Fortnite V Bucks is the safer investment. I got nine hundred fifty those sitting on my account. I'm fine. I got the next season pass ready to go. I can't fucking believe that this happened, Dan. <laughs> Apparently it was the next day. Like the Is... crown heist happened and then this happened the following day. So it might be the same fucking people. Please tell me there's video. You know, before we read uh, before I read that story, I was just like, guys, we do realize that we're on the set of a guy who steals things, right? A show for a guy who steals things like the the call is coming from inside the house. This is regular office supplies. <laughs> I got oh, this man. stapler that's eight and a half rubles. <laughs> you're, you're a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> oh fuck! It hurts to be alive. Oh uh, well. Uh, uh, moving on to somebody who uh, made some rubles. Uh, the Cuphead show uh, season two will be out uh, later this summer. So quick turnaround on that one. Yeah, that's very quick. Um, I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that the uh, like the animation on the Cuphead show, like definitely matches the uh like visual style of the game yep but like whereas the game was actually 100 percent hand-drawn and animated i think that like the cuphead show was done digitally makes so sense. like that would speed things up a lot because they already have the resources so i feel like everything's digitally drawn anymore yeah like they just have to like do the specific animations and then do the voice acting and like right. final cut of everything, so which doesn't explain the dragon prince. <sighs> we don't talk about that. No one talks about that. Actually, they, they provided an update at the end of last year, basically saying, "Hey, we're still in production." I think they're trying to get every season done uh, before because mm. I know they're get they got before all before somebody got pulls the plug. Seats. Yeah, I think that. Well, I mean, they did get greenlit for like all six seasons, right? I think they're still trying to just like bankroll everything or like get get a backlog for everything. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense what they're doing, quite honestly. Hmm. All right. Uh, Bozeman St. John is out as Netflix's chief marketing officer and has been replaced by Marion Lee. St. John joined the company at the end of June 2020, now making this the fourth CMO at Netflix in five years. OK, uh, so that autocorrected from Bozoma to Bozeman. So, oh. Thanks. Thanks, Google. Uh, but yes, she she just left the company, I think, on like Thursday or something like that. And now. What the fuck even is this position that no one wants it? It just seems like nobody wants uh, to be chief marketing officer. Well, like it's probably because they keep getting stifled because Netflix does like no marketing. That's probably true. I mean, they just did have a Super Bowl ad for the first time in. 
in uh like five years. Yeah. And the last one was like a David Attenborough thing, which like that was fine, but you know, it was a David Attenborough thing, which followed up uh the Cloverfield Paradox hype, which for three hours was the most talked about movie anybody could ever think of. And then as soon as everybody watched it, no one talks about it again. So uh, good luck to Marion Lee. Nobody wants this job. You're going to soon find out that you don't want this job either. I'm guessing. That's probably true. All right. Uh, Netflix has canceled the remaining episodes of the seventh season of Nailed It after a crew walkout. The walkout intended to secure a union contract with Magical Elves, the production company behind Nailed It. Uh, the four filmed episodes will still air this Halloween, but the future of the show is unclear at this time. Uh, so Netflix doing doing a little bit of union busting. Should have just called in some strike breakers like the ones they had in the, yeah. in the 30s. The Call the Pinkerton Agency. Call any uh, like anything. I don't know, man. Uh, call Booker DeWitt. It's true. Uh I don't know. They, they called like Netflix staunchly anti-union, which I guess makes sense. I mean, I, look at I what happened like with uh, any <laughs> big company in America currently uh, would be anti-union. That's true. Uh, the propaganda against unions over the last fifty or so years has been really effective. Yeah, I, I feel like since the the time of Jimmy Hoffa, it it's really gone downhill. Yeah, yeah. Back when. Uh, Robert De Niro was walking around like a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? They shot that. They shot that scene so far. Like they shot that. They pulled the camera back so far for that scene. Why wouldn't you just get a fucking body double, man? Why wouldn't you just do that? So you got Robert, Robert De Niro to walk like a T-Rex down the down the street. And Snops should have a, a fucking dude with T-Rex arms. It was hilarious. Best part of the movie. Yeah. So. Uh, and I'll never see it again. That's true. It's three hours, uh, three more, three hours that I don't ever need to see ever again in my life. Yeah. I could spend that three hours watching the Batman. Or Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, or three quarters of the Justice League, the Snyder's cut. Or almost all of any of the three Lord of the Rings films. True. It's it's a, an anti-union thing versus a big company thing. We're seeing it everywhere. <laughs> More at eleven. I don't know. Uh, like, I, I think the the bigger story is what's going to happen to nailed it. Like, are they going to switch production companies to something that where yeah. where they're not threatening to move to non-union or like where they're not threatening to be union, or is the show just straight up canceled? Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh I'm not a psychic, which will move us right into downstream. <laughs> Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, our first trailer is for Life After Death with Tyler Henry. Uh, charlatan Tyler Henry offers uh, false hope <laughs> and uh, scams from beyond while searching through his own family's past in... Uh, Ed, an intimate reality series. Uh, I edited that a bit. Uh, this is about a a guy who lies to sad people. It's true. He's a psychic. He claims. 
what he really does is uh, have a very powerful search engine that allows him to look up people's uh, history. So he understands what yeah. pressure points to push so he can get more information out of them. So he seems like a smart person. Yeah. Fuck this guy. What? What if the what if you were uh, a a police forensic psychic pig, but the only murder that you couldn't solve was your own mother's uh, this fall? Forensic pig cop. I'm mad at you, Netflix. Don't put this shit on your platform. We don't need charlatans. We already have goop. This is enough. That was enough. One one's it. That's it. I got the. I got the police psychic pig thing from my rewatch of Kimmy Schmidt because that's because her like new stepdad or whatever, who was the police chief, couldn't find her. But uh, an FBI psychic pig found her. Yeah. Thank you, psychic pig. Yeah, it's funny. It's a funny show. Uh, Next up is Human Resources, a big mouth spinoff show. (laughs) Grown up problems, professional creatures. From the creators of Big Mouth, Human Resources streams March 18th only on Netflix. Love bugs, hormone monsters, and a parade of other creatures juggle romance, workplace drama, and their human clients' needs in this Big Mouth spinoff. Tell me how you really feel. I can't wait to laugh at all of the funny jokes. I'm a, a garbage person. And I'm going to eat a bag of uh, Nabisco Moon Pies and drink two liters of Mountain Dew and consume this filth. I don't know who the fuck makes Moon Pies. I don't need I don't mean to besmirch the Moon Pies brand or Nabisco. Uh, Let me see. Let me look it up on the Google engine. Ah, It is. Independent company, apparently. Oh, good for them. Ah, moon pies. What a time to be alive. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, this does nothing for me. I just put it on the list to piss you off. Man, I'm now looking at the moon pie, the about section of the moon pies website. uh, And it shows some very sad looking women in the 20s making moon pies. It was the 20s. Women could barely get jobs, so. And then, like, one guy who is wearing what appears to be a butcher's apron smeared with blood behind them. Uh, So he's, like, the enforcer. Uh, And then one, like, skinny little dude with, like, fucking Baron Zemo glasses, who apparently is, like, the bookie. I'm making assumptions that's, you know, probably not the case. Yeah, they're pro- uh, for all you know, the women are probably joyous to be working. <sighs> Bud, I could crush a fucking moon pie right now. N- go for it. <laughs> it's not just like something I keep in my home. What the, what the fuck do you think I am? Uh, update on Russia. Putin says, stop fighting to Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so he's taken the 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 Kobe Bryant approach and says, just don't fight it. Let this happen. Uh, that's true. Everyone needs to remember that Kobe Bryant was a predator. Yeah. An actual rapist. Yep. Can we stop glorifying the man who prematurely died just because he was good at the, the hoop basket thing? Yeah. 
All right. Uh, next up is another infuriating trailer for The Last Bus. A group of mismatched students on a school trip become unlikely heroes when a robot apocalypse zaps away the rest of humanity. The 10 episode action packed sci fi series The Last Bus stars Robert Sheehan from Umbrella Academy and Misfits, Tom Baston from Afterlife and Plebs, and an ensemble cast of exciting new talent. April 1st, only on Netflix. After embarking on a life-changing field trip, a group of whip-smart students fight to save humanity from an army of ruthless drones. Alright, our next trailer is for The Bubble, Judd Apatow comedy. qualify what fucking everything is in the YouTube titles. It makes me so happy. And then, then they know their marketing is dog shit, so they had yeah. to fix it somehow. Yeah, that's why they've been through five CMOs. Uh, the Bubble is a comedy about a group of actors and actresses stuck inside a pandemic bubble at a hotel attempting to complete a sequel to an action franchise film about flying dinosaurs. Sneaking out, hooking up, melting down, the cast and crew of a blockbuster action franchise attempt to shoot a sequel while quarantining at a posh hotel. Uh, this stars Hollywood and is about a Sharknado type. It's like the disaster artist for like a fake Sharknado-esque movie. That's true. Uh, uh, out of everything that we watched this week, trailer wise, this is the one that the least made me want to break off my beer bottle and stab it into my carotid artery. That's true. Uh, now to qualify, that doesn't mean this is a good trailer because I don't think it's a very good trailer. Uh, the movie doesn't look funny at all. And here we are. It certainly looks like Judd Apatow comedy official know, trailer I... Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. I like Judd Apatow for the most part, but, uh, unfortunately he's also brought upon the, the two hour comedy, which sucks. And I hate that make comedies 90 minutes again. Yeah. Uh, I will now stitch that onto a red hat that looks like a MAGA hat to piss off a bunch of uh, liberals. Make comedies shorter again. I can never remember what Judd Apatow does. I just need to start remembering that he did Knocked Up in the 40-Year-Old Virgin. Both of these are correct. He also did, I believe he also did This is 40. Right, because that's that's a spinoff of Knocked Up. Correct. Which no one wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, also a producer on Pee Wee's Big Holiday, a Netflix film starring Joe Manganiello and Paul Rubens. True. Uh, I will point out that uh, Judd Apatow believes in nepotism. Uh, he has cast Leslie Mann, who is his wife in everything that he does. Uh, he has now cast his daughter in this movie to be like a, a fairly significant role. So. Cool. All right. Uh, any quick hits for you this week, Dan? No, I, I dealt with thing. Yeah. Um, I, I worked forever and ever and made lots and lots of money. Uh, more, more money than Russia. That's probably true. Started to watch Shrek 2 because it popped up in my feed and mm -hmm. uh, fell asleep in like three minutes which is about part for the course on that. 
Uh, Shrek so. 2's fine. Shrek 1's the real masterpiece. Actually, that's not true. Shrek the musical's the real masterpiece. That's true. Oh, geez, Shrek. I'm sorry about the dick smell. Oh, man. You remember the time we tried to watch Shrek the musical and only made it about, like, four minutes in before we yep. were just like, nope. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to cut into a quick break. And when we come back from that break, it'll be time to talk about a main review topic for the week. Vikings Valhalla. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, time to get into our main review topic for the week. Vikings Valhalla. Vikings Valhalla is a new action-adventure drama series on Netflix. It is the follow-up series to Vikings, set 100 years afterwards, considering on the adventures of Leif Erikson, uh, Freydis Eric's daughter, Harold Herdrada, and the Norman King William the Conqueror. His his name in the show is Harold Sigurdsson. I don't... I don't know. That threw me off for some reason. Uh, how did you like the show? I actually quite enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I quite yeah, enjoyed it quite good. a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some some rough CGI, that's for sure. Also a bit of rough editing, but that's like my personal opinion. Like that's uh, like I feel like we all can agree CGI when they use it is very bad. Uh, editing, take it or leave it. Yeah. I like all the Leaf Erickson stuff a lot. A hinga dinga dergan. Um, and I like the, the Freitas stuff quite a bit too. Um, I don't know. Mostly I just like the two of them doing stuff and like just murking people. That's fair. To me, they are the, the two most interesting characters. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked Harald, uh, and we'll get into the point, uh, where I stopped liking Harald and the way they were writing him, uh, later when we talk about spoilers, but. Uh, I, for the most part, I liked Harald, uh, and the English stuff was interesting, although I don't know if I like any of the characters. I get you. Yeah, I don't know. So this uh, this centers around, like, I guess two things mainly. So, like, the the Vikings are experiencing sort of a, a cultural fugue where, like, roughly half of them have converted to Christianity and half of them still follow the old gods um, mm -hmm. in like the traditional Norse religion. Uh, and also, uh, they are invading England uh, as payback for uh, whenever the king of England said, hey, fuck all Vikings, let's, let's kill all of them that are in our country and just do a purge. That's true. Uh, and then, of course, like the... 
the follow-up story to that is the story of Leif Erikson and uh, Freya, Eric's daughter, uh, or Freyda's uh, Eric's daughter, where they show up from Greenland for some... They really have even ever say why they showed up. It was just they just sh- that decided to show up in in Norway. Well, Freydis was looking for somebody to kill him, right? Because uh, he he raped her and like dug a cross into her back, like marking her as like conquered by Christians or whatever. And uh, so they go to Norway to to find this man and murder him, and that sets off the whole thing. I had to chase my dog away. That's fair. Uh, that sets off the whole thing with the Leif Erikson story, where he basically has to join the Viking cause of, you know, invading England uh, to win back Freitas's freedom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because she finds the the guy who did the thing and she just fucking like. <laughs> fucking wholesale butchers his ass. Yep. Uh, it's kind of amazing. I expected that to take a lot longer than it did. I didn't expect the end of the first episode where she finds the guy and Mercs. I'm like, I, I figured that would be her whole motivation for the first season. I like the use of like violence and combat in this because it's like quick and punchy and it, it gives it like sort of a realism. Because it's not like, oh, we're going to fucking duel and like fence each other for 15 minutes. It's like, no, I'm one person tries to swing and the other person ducks under it and fucking rams their sword completely through the person's body. And then that's it. And for the most part, the the combat looks practical. Like it's, it's just like a bunch of like massive bodies, just like throwing themselves at each other, like on practical sets. Like I think it's the big thing about this show is that the CGI looks as bad as it does because they spent all their money building sets. So, uh, you know, no money left over for uh, CGI towers of and, and walls of water. <laughs> so you've never seen Game of Thrones. Uh, so I've you... seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Okay. I've seen the first episode. The child got flung out the window and I just went, what a great fucking movie I just watched. Yeah, no, nah, it's awesome. The things I do for love. I don't know. So you don't have the experience with uh, with Joffrey, the worst character in anything ever. Uh, so what did you think of uh, Boy King fucknuts in this? Well, I will say uh, I was watching this with Ashley, who is very familiar with Game of Thrones, and she just went, this motherfucker is just Joffrey. And I just went, <laughs> OK, like, I, I, I through cultural through cultural osmosis. I know who Joffrey is and I know what he's like. So I. It was like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see it. But also, like, this kid's a dick, but I don't think he's like, I'm just going to randomly murk a bunch of people, dick. Like, it's just was like, I want to be my own person and uh, find my own voice. And then, yeah. of course, like, he becomes king accidentally, basically. And, uh, you know, gets a bit big, uh, a bit too big for his britches. Yeah. He has to to eat like a big, big old heap and helping of uh, reality. Bitch pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like the scene where, uh, you know, he's he's training against his soldiers and the soldiers are like he's beating them. And then uh, Godwin's like, all right, everybody get the fuck out of here. And then Godwin just starts beating the fuck out of him, being like, they're afraid to hurt you. I'm not. Yeah. 
So is there anything else you want to talk about non spoiler wise and we can talk about like the the story and where it goes and uh how the guy who plays Olaf in the show also was the guy who screams play Ya Ya Ding Dong in Eurovision Song Contest. Play Yaya Ding Fire Dong. Saga, which is true. If in case anyone's actually actually wondering, that is a hundred percent factual what I just said. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I was looking through IMDb goof scouring for material and not like none of them are very fun. It's all just like, you know, (laughs) things that were changed slightly from actual historical data to like make the show more entertaining or flow better. Right. Uh, Because it's like Olaf Haraldson never held the title Jarl. Leif Erikson and Harold Sigurdsson are shown as being the same age. Leif Erikson is believed to have been born about 50 years before Harold Sigurdsson. Like, fuck you, show, for not being a history textbook. Well, and this is this comes from a lack of knowledge of the original series, but was it more accurate in in the original show where like everyone was around the same age? Oh, my God. And somebody really really cared a lot about the historical accuracy of this oh well let me hear this top review an anachronism a minute pale follow-on to great series firstly the people claiming that there are fake low rating reviews here are way off base the full season dropped on netflix in europe nearly 20 hours ago and the first negative review occurred 14 hours ago plenty of time to have seen eight total 50 minute episodes so let's talk about the show, not downvoting claimed to be fake by other people who don't know how Netflix works across continents. The fact is, the show is a pale and shallow follow on. Wait, 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 wait. Does this man think that everything releases first in Australia and New Zealand? Is is that is that how his feeble mind thinks? Uh, apparently, like the full season came out in Europe like twenty hours prior to this review. So, uh, okay, I mean, if that's the case, sure. But everything comes out as of twelve midnight, or on a on Friday, LA time. Yeah. So, you know, whatever time that is for you in your area, like for us, it'd be three a.m. That's when everything drops. That's how that works. Everything drops at one time at, at on a global time scale. That's how it works. In case anybody's wondering. Sorry, continue. The dialogue is unbearably predictable. The acting awful, although with a few exceptions, the original show had mediocre acting. The plot just silly. And while we can all tolerate some anachronisms in historical fiction, the show is just chock full of cringeworthy anachronisms, both in detail and in general. We are not talking about changes to historicity for dramatic effect. The show is wholesale inversion of basic history, not to mention battle tactics, often clothing and social interaction. It is completely idiotic. As far as wokeness, sure. Oh, no, we're there. It is sure the makers can have one out of 3000 fighters be women. And that is the proportion and the burial data shock combat injury data suggest. And about one in every hundred thousandth 11th century Vikings in Norway have significant African ancestry, although Berber, not sub-Saharan. Uh, but one has to ask, what is the point of doing this bizarre, woke and absurd demographic portrayal at a time and place where it simply is not how represented? It is clearly intentional. 
Moreover, the reason people note the intentionality is that the wokeness is not about prior non-woke portrayals of Vikings being corrected. In fact, there simply was no prior false demographics in TV uh, and film somehow ignoring African Vikings. Rather, this wokeness is put in place and worn on the sleeve to distract from what is just very bad writing. Uh, this is by Random-70778. Uh, noteworthy IMDb reviewer. Yep, definitely a person you can trust. Uh, as soon as he said anything about wokeness, I just went, yep, your review is completely garbage. Oh, a Republican. It's true. <laughs> uh uh, in fact, I, I, I tweeted such things as, so how mad are uh, the racists about the P- the POCs in Vikings Valhalla? There's just one person there and they barely mention it. But, 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 but there are several background characters. I, I did see uh, one Asian woman and a couple black women. Yeah, there was like a their uh, background a, characters. an Asian merchant or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But like they, they were completely insignificant. Just like who gives a I'm shit? I'm sure. I'm sure somebody looked at that and just went, "Oh my god, the historical inaccuracy!" Like this fucker. It's not like they had fucking Ghostface Killer come in here and just start like shooting people. <laughs> uh, man, fuck that guy. Eh. All right. Uh, well, what would you give uh, Vikings Valhalla before we move into spo- uh, spoilers to the story? I think it's a solid three and a half. I agree. It is a, a very solid three and a half. Yeah. I like this show a lot. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do with seasons two and three as they find their footing and hopefully spend a little bit less money on sets and more money on making uh, CGI tidal waves look convincing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you you haven't uh, watched through Game of Thrones, but like compare this to the first season of game of uh, game of thrones and like this is so much better <laughs> oh, first, sure. first season of game of thrones is pretty rough well also like game of thrones was kind of like an unproven co- commodity at that point and it, i feel like with vikings valhalla like it's following of a fairly successful series so they it, dumped a bit more money into it so i'm sure it looks better well, because of that and you know it's following the trail that Stuff like Game of Thrones blazed for it, so. Yeah. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, Imagine you're in a room. No, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, Yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could just play the This is what you always do. You always spoil stuff Uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. I liked the the big battle in Mm -hmm. episode four. That um, was so good. Uh, so, that, that's also the highest rated episode on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, so Leif Erikson has this crazy plan that like, hey, why don't we goad the the shitty boy king out of his castle uh, and then tear the fucking London Bridge down and trap him on the wrong side of it. And then just, you know, nab him. Yeah. It was great. It was a great plan. Uh, all of his friends died during it, incl- all, including almost his love interest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, but like the whole plan was was awesome. And, you know, just like 
Canute retreating and then all the Vikings coming out of the reeds uh, of the marsh was fucking so sick. Yeah, no, it was it was great. It's the top rated episode for good reason. Yeah, I agree. I'll I'll uh, I'll give you full disclosure. I haven't watched uh, the last couple episodes yet because I did go and see the Batman. That's that's um, fair. I mean, uh, seeing the Batman does take up probably about four hours of your time. Uh, of which you could cover the final episodes. It, it took a uh, lot of time. Yeah. So I, I will just say, like, I, I do think it's going to be interesting watching the show because uh, after the events of because did you watch past episode four? Like, did you watch episode five? Uh, yeah, I watched. I think I finished episode five and then I had to get ready to go. That's fair. So like at, uh, sometime during episode five, uh, Leif and Harald have a conversation about like, uh, like what kept Leif alive during that time. And apparently he had like a cross on his body and her. Uh, was like, Hey, it, it was a miracle. Like God was protecting you. And just remember with strings attached, like, like anything with religion, there are strings attached. It's like Harald's mm-hmm. a real one, a realist who understands like how religion works, no matter which religion is. So like based off of that uh, and Leif potentially being, um, swayed to the Christianity side and his sister being staunchly like pagan Norse mythology. Uh, that's an interesting dichotomy that they could definitely look into if they wanted to. Yeah. Well, I mean, that like Leaf's whole argument from like early on is like, we all have Viking blood. It doesn't matter. Right. So that might cause some drama for other people, but I think he's fine with it, no matter which way that goes. So, right. If you're a Viking, no one cares. Uh, we we should all care about each other because we're good friends. I, I will say the final episode goes fucking hard. That uh, that final episode is uh, right. In my opinion, it's like the second best episode. Like episode five is just kind of like a cool down from, you know, the intense battle, of course, and like the fallout of it. and you know, politicking and so that's where, that's where you get like your Game of Thrones politics kind of stuff. And that's kind of the lead into the final episode as well. Gotcha. So I, I don't want to get into it here because you haven't seen it and I don't want to ruin history for you. But of, of course, <laughs> if I wanted to, I could just, you know, tell you what happens because you could read about it in uh, historical texts. Yeah, that's true. Uh, except for, you know, this this IMDb review about how <laughs> how shitty this is. I don't understand. Like, is, is is there some bad dialogue? Yeah, a little bit. Is it predictable? Yeah. Did I say did I say a line like right as somebody was saying it? Of course. Come on. Kind of kind of person am I watching stuff if I if I don't predict what somebody's about to say. But I mean, it was still enjoyable. Like anybody say like it's not like you're you're watching it for the historical accuracy. Like it's, it specifically says historical fiction. Yeah. Which means they will take liberties with historical data points. Sorry, it's not like your textbook you read at home, professor. So, yeah, like like you just said, it's historical fiction. As I scroll past an IMDb review that says you can't rewrite history. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it so much. It's so fantastic. Uh, It's just like these reviews write themselves like you if you want to talk about predictable. These kind of reviews yeah. about anything that's like historical or anything like adapted from a book. 
next next review down fantastic debut who are these complainers uh is that a 10 out of 10 9 out of 10 9 out of 10 all right i mean like everyone's entitled to their opinion but also like if you're expecting (laughs) historical accuracy from the historical fiction show you have a problem continue 10 out of 10 review i liked it a lot uh by the garlic connection I liked the first couple seasons of Vikings, not much after Ragnar died. The production of Valhalla is so much better, as is the acting. I enjoyed it as a well-rounded series, and I'll be happy to see the next. Spoiler alert! There are women and black people, so if those type of things offend you, you should probably watch something else. Oh, and whatever you do, don't say Trump Billy? The fuck is that? Uh... You're you're the hero that we really need. Spoiler alert: There are women and black people. <laughs> do do we do we need to start all of our reviews now with spoiler yeah. alert? There are women and black people. We should just put a. We should just put a thing at the beginning of the show, like, "Hey, we we sometimes uh, favorably review shows that have uh, both women and minorities." So. Uh, if you're not down with our core beliefs, kindly fuck off. Yeah, that's true. uh, here's the question. Can I make that the title of this episode? Is that, is that (laughs) spoiler? There, there are women and black people. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Is that, fuck it. I get canceled. I'll just fucking link to an IMDB review. I think it's a funny title. Yeah. Uh, for for my uh, I have a black friend uh, excuse. I work with women and black people. I work with black people. My company doesn't hire women. That's true. You're a wood. You're a wood company. <laughs> you're, no, you you our, don't work in an office job at a wood company. Now the only the only girl we had working with us uh, left, and actually our company is owned by a woman. So that's uh, probably true. It is I don't true. Know. Uh, payroll, payroll is a predominantly woman position. Like uh, I'm in a department with 15 other women and I'm the only man. Oh, <laughs> well, you said 15 other women then, though. Oh, so. oh well, uh, t- <laughs> well, guys, spo- spoiler, I'm <laughs> becoming a woman. <laughs> no, uh, with 15 women and uh, I'm the only dude. So. This uh, this episode's gotten into some troubled waters, I will say. It's fine. It's all fine. Everyone knows it's jokes. If you got this, honestly, if you if you've gotten this far, you know this show is all jokes. We fucking laughed at fucking the ruble being worth less than V bucks. <laughs> uh, it's true because the value of V bucks is based on the dollar. It's true. Uh, anything else you want to say about um, Vikings Valhalla? I will just say there's not a lot of I'm I'm going to sound like a particular YouTube or a YouTube IMDB reviewer that I don't much care Same for. Energy. But uh, there there's honestly not a whole lot of evidence, I don't think, for people having actually fought in wars with axes prevalently. Because it's just not like it's not really what you're looking for for like a battle sure. weapon. So 
I don't know. It's, but it looks it's cool. a cool. It's it's cool and it's a cool aesthetic and axes are cool, but like it would have been mostly swords and like maces and shit. Yeah, that's fair. Just saying. Not that axe combat is you know not possible, but like yeah, axes are cool though. Uh, like watching dudes just beat yeah. shit out of each other with axes is awesome. But like I don't know. I was watching a YouTube channel where it's like a guy explaining like traditional European martial arts. And uh, somebody handed him an axe and he's like, I literally don't know what to do with this. <laughs> That's fair. Well, fine. If you don't want my money, you mean if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment. Uh, so with that, we're going to move into our patron requested review for Do the Right Thing. All right, Do the Right Thing is a Spike Lee joint. It's a 1989 comedy drama film on the hottest day of the year on a street in the Bedford Stuyvesant section of Brooklyn. Everybody's hate and bigotry smolders and builds until it explodes into violence. Uh, this is 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Dan, what did you think of Do the Right Thing? So it's a Spike Lee movie. Uh, I've only ever seen one Spike Lee movie, but I've heard about enough of them. And I knew at some point everything had to like change or shift or mm-hmm. the shoe had to drop. But like, you know, for the first what hour and 30 minutes of the movie, I'm enjoying it like it's funny. You know, people are being assholes to each other. But, you know, it's it's kind of in a funny way. And yeah. as, as it says, like everything just suddenly explodes after one incident. And of course, the one incident is pretty fucking major. But uh, it's just like, like when Spike Lee wants to say something, he says something, man. And he yeah. he fucking did it. Oh, yeah. Um, And I mean, like, that's just kind of Spike Lee's style. Like, um, like the the movie. Be- <laughs> begins with like a five minute long music video because why wouldn't it um but like it's less important what people are doing and more important what people are saying so like i don't know um i like all like you said the first like hour or so is just kind of like you know building up these characters and just like letting them do things and explore the space uh right my favorite of which is Samuel L. Jackson as Mr. Senor Love Daddy, the DJ uh, yep. for 108 FM, the last in your dial, but first in your heart. What a tremendous and fantastic character. So the, there so he was on. Uncre- I believe he was uncredited, or at least I didn't see him in the opening credits or I wasn't paying attention because no offense, Rosie Perez, but like. A five minute music video opening credits isn't my kind of thing that I want to be paying attention to. So maybe I missed him. Uh, The other person I potentially missed was Martin Lawrence. Yeah, Martin Lawrence is in this. Which is kind of crazy. I did catch one, though. It's uh, Gustavo Fring himself, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who plays uh, Bugged Out. And like he's bugging out bugging out like he is it's yeah. it's just so weird to see him in this movie yeah because we know him as uh mylene's dad in the get down that's true yeah seeing him this like so young and like you can you can still hear the voice isn't it doesn't have the tenor it does now that he's older but you know you can still tell it's him but like my god 
It's like seeing all these baby face people like um, uh, Radio Raheem is uh, the guy who plays Robbie in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's. Oh, it was yeah. like the, the the like the EIC at um at the uh, Daily Bugle. <laughs> Some of the character names are fantastic. There's a dude in here named Sweet Dick Willie. Yeah, Sweet Dick Willie's great. We got ML Demare. Yeah, Demare might be my favorite character. Demare is is pretty great. He's I don't know, and like I really like the juxtaposition between him and like there's a part where like um i can't remember if it's if it's bugging out or like one of the other young characters they're like freaking out at each other uh and like demare is just like he's he's still angry but he's just like old and world weary and like he knows like he has the knowledge, but he's like too tired to be fucking furious right. anymore. So he just like drinks and keeps to himself and like doesn't doesn't like fight so hard anymore. Whereas like the young kids are just like all they know is that they're angry, but they don't have the experience to like know where to direct it. Right. So like, I, I don't know. I liked how how those like there was a couple scenes that kind of had that vibe to it where it's like, uh, this is, this is real good. I see what you're doing there, Spike Lee. And I, I enjoy this. Right. Well, also like you look at, you know, Demare and a lot of people like, look at this drunk bum. Like he's just a fucking bum who yeah. just drinks Miller high life all day. But you actually see like, he really gives a shit about the community. Like he stops to talk with everybody and even yeah. though they're clowning on him. He's, he's just there to, to help them. And especially like when he saves the kid in the middle of the road. Yeah. Like uh, he saves like, a kid's life. And then the kids just like, no, I wasn't doing something stupid. This old man just knocked me down for no reason. Uh, right. And then his mom beats the shit out of him for lying. And then Demare's like, but like, Hey, you don't have to do that on my account. Like, I mean, you know, he's just being a kid. Yeah. You know, just, and then and then she screams do. at him and says, don't tell me how to raise my fucking kids. Yeah, and which like Demare is just like, yeah, OK, I'll I'll just keep being nice uh, right. for no apparent reason, because like it benefits everybody except myself. Well, right, because like and it's like you said, he knows like the the anger shouldn't be at each other. It should be focused elsewhere. And just no one yeah. understands that seemingly. He Demare gets mad exactly one time in this movie, and it's when he has to drink, drink light beer. <laughs> Which is the correct reaction to have when you have to drink light beer. <laughs> it's true. Um, I don't know. We have. For all intents and purposes, our main character is Mookie, uh, who mm -hmm. is uh, actually played by Spike Lee. Uh, did not recognize him because he was uh, really young and Spike Lee doesn't really look like that anymore. But uh, I should have I, I recognized him almost immediately. Yeah, I should have uh, guessed it, it, because it, he was short. Uh, I also uh, had a, a quick it, it took me a quick second to remember what Spike Lee looked like because it, it wasn't uh, featuring him screaming at somebody on at courtside at a Knicks game. Yeah, <laughs> I was just watching like a, a top like top disrespectful dunks of each year. And uh, 
one was against the Knicks and there was just some player who dunked on like Patrick Ewing and, and you just see Spike Lee like shouting. And I think it was like Scotty Pippen just shouting at Scotty Pippen. It's like Spike. This is Scotty Pippen. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the main conflict of the movie, uh, like the genesis of it, I guess, is like. A lot of the movie takes place in and around uh, Sal's famous pizzeria. Uh, so Sal is a an old timey paisano who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just runs this fucking pizza joint in Brooklyn. Uh, so, like, he has a wall of fame in his restaurant and like, obviously, he's a an Italian-American. So his wall of fame is all Italian-American. So he's like Sylvester Stallone and Al Pacino. Robert, Robert De, Niro, De Niro and, you know, the hits, uh, fucking, um, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Why can't I think <laughs> of the name of Frank Sinatra? There it is. And like, for no real reason, I guess, bugging out starts yelling at him and says like, Hey, you need to hang pictures of black people on your wall of fame, which like, it it is Sal's restaurant, right? That he's a private business. Yeah, and he can kind of do his own thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I get, I guess that like, you know, you you want to be like a part of the community because it it is revealed like through his discussions with people. Like he really he really does care about the people in the community, uh, right. at least up until a certain point. Right. But like th- there was there was a point where I think he's talking to Mookie or no, I think he was talking to his son, Pino, where he's like, I've been here for 25 years. I've yeah. been watching these kids grow up. I've been watching the old get older and they've all grown up on my pizza. And yeah, they've they've all grown like, up oh, on my really food. Fucking touching. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His son's name is Pino. Uh, presumably his middle name is Noir. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah, it's a great joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Pino, of course, played by John Torturo. Uh, yeah. Dallas played by uh, Danny Aiello. A horrible, horrible racist man. That's true. Uh, Danny Aiello playing Sal. Uh, everyone should know him as uh, Falcone from Batman Begins. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah, so, you know, Radio Raheem shows up at one point in, in the pizzeria with his, his radio playing and Sal is just like, you need to turn your music down. You're disturbing me and my customers. And Radio Raheem just like looks at him like, no, I want my two slices of pizza, which again is the private business thing. Like, don't yeah, go into like, a private business doing your thing. And and there's not really a hero in this movie, uh, right. except for Demare, because like. You are pushing him, but he's a little comfortable sliding right into the end bombs. Right. Like, I think he says the phrase jungle music in reference to Radio Raheem's stuff. And I'm like, Uncle Ruckus, what are you doing here? Yeah, it's everybody just every. This is why I have never been to New York. Uh, I've seen movies. I assume that everyone is terrible. Well, even there's that like quick it, and it's not a montage, but it's like a, a flash through of like everyone being racist towards somebody else. Like, right. the, 
Yeah, because it's the black people because it's a Spike Lee movie and we have to step outside the narrative to have just like a bunch of disconnected monologues. Right. So like, but you it, got the it, Korean guy complaining about Jews. You got the Italian guys complaining about black people. You got the black people complaining about the Hispanic people. You got the Hispanic people complaining about the Koreans. Yeah. You got the white people complaining about the black people. It, it, and I think that's a good move by Spike Lee because it's not just showing like it's, just, you know, white on black or black on white racism yeah. in this movie or in America. It's everybody's racist Every, towards everybody. Everybody's and everybody kind of a shithead except for yeah. Demare and uh, Rock and Ricky, whose actual name is Mr. Senora Love Daddy. That's true. So, uh, of course, like the, the movie comes to a head when um, Bugging Out and Radio Raheem and uh, the hell's his name? like stevie something like that yeah uh the, the, the guy going around with like pictures of martin luther king and, and smiley, malcolm x smiley yeah. smiley yeah they, they go into sal's pizzeria uh right after a group of of teens comes in at like 8 58 after closing time pretty much right and and sal's just like yeah fuck it have them come in they just get uh, four slices and they're out yeah and then like the people who said they're boycotting your restaurant come in uh, specifically to stir up shit. Uh, right. And lo and behold, a confrontation happens. Who could have predicted this? Right. And then, you know, N-bombs start flying from the white people. Uh, a radio gets smashed. And then Radio Raheem starts taking it to Sal because his personal property was destroyed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a fight. Uh, the police come. And uh, because it's a police in New York. Um, and a black their, man. Their uh, response to the situation is not in propor- proportion with the original situation. Uh, and they end up uh, putting Radio Raheem into a chokehold and killing him. Uh, which then prompts, you know, like the police take, you know, a couple people, pick them up, take them downtown in a paddy wagon, I guess. It, they throw him in the backseat of like a, a cruiser and just take him, you know, downtown because they're like hey, we need to get this dead body out of here because yeah. it's going to start a riot. And uh, too late, a riot's already started. Yeah, they they burn down Sal's old fashioned famous pizzeria. <laughs> that's that's how he always says it, and like yeah, I don't know. It, I fan- to, it's, it is fantastic how he that, how he does it. No, so of course. Yeah, just fucking torch the place. So, like, yeah, at the end, like, you know, Demare tries to, like, talk him down and be like, hey, you know, th- this already has happened. Like, the police are the ones at fault. Right. Which is like, which is correct. Let's not continue to make things worse. And then nobody listens to him. Well, I mean, that's like the theme theme in the movie is like no one listens to Demare, even though like. Ultimately, he is the the one true character that every everyone should be listening to, like everything he says is correct. You know, it just so happens that he's also a drunk bum in their eyes. Mm-hmm. That they just are like, oh, fuck you, Demare. Like, you don't know what you're talking about, old man. Fucking go drink another 40. Yeah. Like kind of the wrap up of the movie is like Samuel L. Jackson again doing like his his radio broadcast. And he's just saying, like, you know, I 
I couldn't believe what I saw and what I saw. I couldn't believe. And like he does, you know, just kind of like wordplay or like not really wordplay, right. just like flips it around and says the same thing again. But, uh, you know, he has like a rhythm and a flow to it. It's like, I don't know, his his dialogues, I think, are neat. But then um, but then Smiley goes in and hangs like because like the whole way through the movie, he's uh, trying to sell people like pictures of you know martin luther king jr and malcolm x and stuff he goes up and and hangs a a picture of malcolm x and mlk on the burnout husk of cells pizzeria right well also uh while the fire department is putting out the fire like everyone's just started starts like attacking the fire department and they start spraying the people attacking with hoses and in my head i was like but the water pressure on fire truck hoses is like ridiculously high. Like it's actually able to like rip skin. Yeah. Off of and people. it's like, they're like right. Fucking they're next right to up them. there. So like, I know if you're spikely, you can't really show people's skin getting ripped off, but still like, I don't know. I, I, I saw at one point, some guy get flung back about like four feet by getting hit by a fire hose. I just kind of laughed. Like, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but it's like, yes, that's what a fire hose would do to that person. It's just like fling him back in the air. Yeah. So uh, anything else with do the right thing? Uh, No, I liked it. I did like it, too. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh. Thank you, Julio, for giving us our second Spike Lee movie to watch. Yeah, good job, Julio. I'm proud of you, even though uh, I fucked up and now we had to rent it for three ninety nine. Where did where did you get that shirt? I, oh, hmm. I, I got it for three ninety nine on Amazon. But uh, don't worry, Julio, I won't fuck up again. I think I don't know. I fuck up all the time. It's fine. All right. Uh, well, next week on the show, uh, we're going to be watching the Adam project, which I have no memory of and don't know what it is. That's the Ryan Reynolds movie where he goes back in time to meet his younger uh, self and he has yeah. the lightsaber thing. Oh, geez. It looks like it could be fun. Um, and then on the back of that, we're doing a dick pick and I am almost positive that it's your turn. It is. Uh, so my random word uh, is shelter. And uh, because of that, I've decided we're going to watch a Chadwick Boseman movie called 21 Bridges. Uh, armed with a bold plan to lock down Manhattan, a detective on a mission races against time to catch two cop killers and make a shock in and makes a shocking discovery. Oh, it's that thing. OK, yeah. I remember wanting to see this. Yeah. But like, I think uh, the Pandini started around that same time, honestly. Yeah. Like it says 2019, but I feel like that was because it was a festival movie. We, we all decided to stay home and have Paninis. I don't know. Maybe it was in November. I don't remember what I was doing in November of 2019. Whatever. <laughs> okay. At some re at some point. I'm going to make you watch this Russian kid show on Netflix called Booba. Uh, I mean, is it just because it says Booba? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a Chadwick Boseman movie because, you know, Chadwick Boseman. 
All right. Uh, tell them stuff, Dan. You can find the show at netflixandswill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, check out our Patreon page where you, can where you can contribute to us at any level. And, you know, give us stuff to watch like Julio did. Uh, also, check out uh, our merch page. There we go. Uh, where you can buy shirts. Uh, I still haven't put up the, the meme review, semi-review we got on fucking uh, Instagram uh, as a shirt, but I really need to. What was that one? That was the, the one about the Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. That one's that one's just gold. That one's that, uh, that's too good to, to not share with the world as a shirt. But uh, we have our other meme review that we put up as a shirt. It's uh, it's available. It's also an NFT. You you can definitely buy it from us. <laughs> we promise. And that's it. All right. Uh, well, thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song. And until next week, this is Caleb saying, do the right thing. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.